Another way of saying that is being a champion, like the champion, like Muhammad Ali. If anybody knows, seen that movie or know his story, like there was no question that he believed he was the greatest. And arguably, he just might have been the greatest. But he was saying that he was the greatest well before he was recognized as the greatest. The best, the greatest, a champion. In our last episode, I introduced this idea of the importance of playing a bigger game in your life, in your business. Playing a bigger game has a way of transforming who you're being. And then through that, through transforming how you're being, your actions and behaviors and your doings change with that. And that's what starts to go to work on your environment and your business. And it changes everything around you. Today, I want to go deeper. I want to go deeper on how you, as a leader in your company, a leader with your teams, can play a bigger game. The number one thing you have to have if you're going to play a bigger game for yourself and your team is you have to get a bigger vision. You have to get a bigger vision. Now, this idea of vision, I think the word vision is thrown around. It's kind of cliche. I'm talking specifically about you need to get a bigger vision for you. This is a personal vision for you because I want you to put yourself into a bigger arena. That's how you start playing a bigger game. And to put yourself in a bigger arena, you have to create a bigger vision for yourself that then translates into everything around you. It doesn't matter. You might be an executive at a company, a middle manager, or own your own business. This applies to you because this is about you, not what you're creating. It's getting a bigger vision for you. Because that will transform who you're being, and then the doing changes with that, people start seeing you differently. You start creating different outcomes in your life and in your business. So this idea of putting people in the arena, I used to ride saddle broncs in the rodeo. And for two years, when I started out, I was, I don't know, 14 years old. I was terrible at it. And I remember walking up to my coach, and I'm like, how do I get better at this? And he told me, he said, Zach, you got to keep putting yourself in the arena. Every time you go in that arena, you're going to get better. Every time you hit the ground, you get thrown, you get bucked off. You just got to get back on and go back in there and make sure the arenas keep getting bigger. That's what I'm here to tell you, because that's true for us as leaders. We have to keep putting ourselves into bigger arenas. That's where life is. That's where the, all the magic is. If you're around me, if you ask me, that's what I would say. There might be people that disagree with me. You probably aren't listening to this podcast. If you're with me, you're putting yourself into bigger arenas. And so the only way you start to put yourself in bigger arenas is you have to start seeing yourself differently. You have to give yourself permission to play in these bigger arenas. And so there's three things that I want to give you in this podcast that I think will really help you better understand what I mean by getting a bigger vision for you yourself. And the first one is you have to start seeing yourself differently. I want you to lean into whatever it is you desire to do in your life. If maybe it's you just want to be a great leader in your business, be a leader that's inspiring others, being a leader that other people respect and look up to, or maybe you own your own business and you know what? It's You want to be a great leader, but you want to create an empire. You want to build this business, this brand that is much bigger than you. 
that extends beyond your local city. Like you want to be a well-known brand, established brand in a bigger vision in that regard. You have to start seeing yourself in a certain light. And here's what I want you to play around with the idea. This is something my coach and mentors has taught me. And it's proven true when I look out into those that I know that are most successful, those that have built the businesses that I desire to build or are leading in the way that I desire to lead, this is true about them. And it's not what you think. Most of us shy away from this word, and that is to be the best, to be the best at what you do. If it's making a product or if it's providing a service or if it's just leading a group of people toward a common outcome, being the best at that, unapologetically being the best. So if you want to start getting a bigger vision for you, start from getting yourself to see yourself as being the best at what you do. Another way of saying that is being a champion, like the champion, like Muhammad Ali. If anybody knows, seen that movie or know his story, like there was no question that he believed he was the greatest. And arguably he just might've been the greatest. But he was saying that he was the greatest well before he was recognized as the greatest, the best, the greatest, a champion. And this isn't a new idea. There's a couple books that I've read that really have driven this home. One is Bo Easton wrote a book called There's No Plan B for Your A Game. Great book. Another book I just started reading, it just came out, 10X is Easier Than 2X by Dan Sullivan and Benjamin Hardy. These books are all about... Coming from a place of being the best, be the best. That's the goal. Play up to that. See yourself as that. Because when you start being the best, it changes your behavior. It changes how you show up. So what if you were to see yourself as the best? And I also want to ask you, what are you hearing me say when I talk about being the best or being a champion, being the greatest, being world-renowned, world-class at what you do? If you make a product, maybe it's art or it's something that people use, what if it was to become the best product available in the market or known for just that artistic expression and you are viewed as the best at that artistic expression? What if you took on that identity? What's coming up for you though? Because sometimes, it's true for me, when I started playing around with this idea of the best What came up for me is I'm not the best. He's better than me. I'm not as good as they are or she is. And I had a conversation this morning with a coach of mine. She's working with me on my keynote and my speaking. And just, I was comparing myself to somebody who literally is 20 years down the road from me. And she said, that's what most people do. And I want to share it with you is most people see people out there that are 20 years ahead and you compare their 20 years from now to your today, and it discourages you. But what we're, what we're not doing and we need to be doing more of is doing everything we can to go back into the archives and find what that person was doing in their first year. And now all of a sudden, the gap doesn't look so large. In fact, you're like, I see them as the best, and I'm only a year into it. Like, I'm on that path. I am doing it. I am being the best. Just like he's the best, I'm being the best. Or she's the best, I'm being the best right now. They're just ahead of me, but I'm the best. Like And taking on that identity and not falling into that comparison trap. But then secondarily, 
We've been taught to be humble. I grew up in a very conservative, small town, Midwestern work ethic. And the, there's no more humble people than down the middle of nowhere, Nebraska. Farmers work in the fields, work in cattle, extremely humble. And then the word the best, it's like, whoa, I'm, I'm not that. I'm humble. And I just want to call BS on that. Being humble and the best, they're the same. To be the best at something requires, I don't know, if you're listening and you already are pursuing being the best at something, I don't know about you, but it's one of the most humbling experiences I've ever had because most days I don't feel like the best, but yet I'm taking on that identity and I'm staying in that tension and that's very humbling and I'm doing the work. And if you're an artist and you're making something and then you're like looking at it and that's not good enough, you throw it into the trash can and you go again, that's humbling, but that's being the best. So I want you to take on this idea of being a champion, being the greatest, being the best and try it on, try it on. What would be different if you were to do that? What would be different about how you showed up if you really took on that identity? What would be different about your behaviors? What would you be saying yes to? And what would you be saying no to? And then now I want to lead into something else. The second thing about this idea of getting a bigger vision for you is making this a place to come from, not a place to get to. Making this a place to come from, not a place to get to. Because this is what most people do is I want to be the best. Yeah, I'm going to be the best. And You know, there's some books out there. There's some authors that are all about, if you want to be the best, you got to work harder than everybody else. You got to, when everybody else is resting, you need to be working and grind. And I'm like, that's not what I'm talking about. So if you're hearing that and you're tired and you're like, I don't want to do more work. Being the best is not about doing. It's about who you're being. And so that's why it's a place to come from, not a place to get to. The vision chases you. You don't chase it. And it's because of who you're being. So what I mean by this is you're coming from a place of what could be possibility versus what you're hoping you could someday become or what 10 years from now, I think I could do this if I just work hard. No, it's like you got to be that person today and behave as if you are the best because you are the best. You are the greatest. It's a place to come from, not a place to get to. Because when we come from a place of possibility, The door is open. But when we come from a place of where are we today? What's realistic for today? The door's kind of closed and we're hoping and wishing our circumstances change or somebody comes along and taps us on the shoulder and looks at us and say, you know what? I think you're the best. And I think I want to pay you as if you're the best. And I want to put you in the magazines that say that you're the best. And I want to carry your product at my store because I see you as the best. We're waiting for somebody to tap us on the shoulder and tell us that day will never come. No one's coming, y'all. Maybe it happens, but I'm willing to bet that those individuals were already being the best and somebody came along and finally caught up with them. And so you got to keep the door open. It's a possibility. It's who you're being. It's like this. I like to think of it as place to come from, climbing a mountain. Like I want to do more of that in my life. I don't know about you, but when you're at the base of that mountain looking up, I don't know. I don't think you can actually, no, you can't. You can't see the top. You can't see the peak of the mountain when you're at the bottom. You can't even see it, the top. You can't. You can't, and you can't even really know 
how you're going to get to the top. Like you don't know like what path you're going to take unless it's like some recreational trail. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm like talking about climbing a mountain. There's a multitude of ways of getting to the top. So you don't really know how you're going to get to the top. But if you were already at the top looking down, then you can see to the bottom. You can see all the way to the bottom. And I'm willing to bet you could see a direct path all the way down to the base of that mountain. So coming from a place of the top, coming from a place of the peak of the mountain, you can actually see and have so much more clarity of what you need to be doing or not doing, probably more specifically not doing. Because if you're not being the best today, you're just saying yes to everything. Oh, you'll work with me? Okay, great. Oh, you only want to pay me this much? Oh, cool. Okay. I guess I can do that. Sure. Oh, and I'm so excited. I got some work. And we're just hoping it gets better. But if you're coming from the best and coming from being the greatest, you're going to see yourself differently. You're going to carry yourself differently. And you're going to ask for more now. You're going to know that the best is this. And so I can't say yes to this. An example, this is with a leadership team. I was working. It was two co-founders. And they lost sight of their vision. Their business had started stagnating and they called me and I asked them, I go, what's your vision? And they started telling me about all the things they've done. Oh, we set out to create this healthcare business. We created a mobile app for doctors and oh, it's awesome. And it was all about what they've done. They weren't coming from a future vision. They weren't coming from the greatest, the most used app in the world. They weren't. And I asked them, I'm like, in 10 years time, if you were to look back on those 10 years, what would be the one thing you would point to? that would indicate you achieved your vision full out. And the CEO leaped out, just like almost jumped out of his chair. And he's like 100,000 doctors on our platform. And then the COO, his co-founder says, if that's the case, then we can't be doing this and this anymore. We can't take on these types of customers and we certainly can't do that anymore. And I'm just sitting there, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's when you're coming from being the best, you already know what you are going to say yes to and what you're going to say no to. But if you're hoping you'll be the best, you're just going to be saying yes to all kinds of things and you're going to be slowing down your progress. So that's the distinction when you come from a future state. It's so much easier to find clarity and know what you need to do to be the best in this moment. It helps you determine your decisions and how you show up for people and what jobs you take and which ones you don't. So that's the second thing is you got to create yourself from a place, a place to come from, that place of possibility. And then number three, make your vision specific. You've got to get a bigger vision. If you're going to play, if you're going to put yourself into a bigger arena, you got to get a bigger vision and it's got to be specific. Most people do not get clear and specific with their vision. That's what I like about being the greatest or a champion, like the best. That's clear. It's all, it's not like I'm just doing this, like I'm doing this, but even more so get specific. I read a lot of businesses, vision statements. Now that this is a little different, but it's the same principles. A lot of businesses, vision statements. I don't know if you've read any, but they're very general. Make the world a better place to live. That's our vision. Our vision is to make the world a better place to live. And this sounds great. And I'm sure it serves a purpose, but When I talk about a vision, that's not what I'm talking about. That's not specific. That's a little too kumbaya for me. Like we do that because we're afraid of our own greatness. We say things like that because we're afraid to really commit to being the best. So if you're coming from the place of being the best, what does that look like? Seriously, get specific. Now you can get specific with your vision. I'm the best. I'm the best 
maker. I'm the best at manufacturing this product. I'm the best at solving this problem in the marketplace. I'm the best leader in my organization. Okay, well then what's the vision for that? If you're being the best, what does that look like? What does that feel like? So for me, my vision has gotten much more dialed in. One, I had to give myself permission to really be the best because the first thing I was doing was like, well, I'm not the best. I gave a best man speech to my best friend and it was the worst speech in the history of weddings. And I'm a speaker. What? Are you kidding me? No, I'm not the best. I had to go through that, but I had to start working through that. And that, that's where I started working with a coach, like to work through that stuff. My vision now, 1 million resonant creative leaders. See, I got clear on, I'm damn good at creating um, and helping people discover their resonant creative leadership so that they can own their voice in any room and have confidence no matter what situation arises and truly captain the ship. That's resonant creative leadership. I'm really good at helping people discover that within themselves and be the leader that they know they are. So why not do that with a million leaders? If I'm the best, I'm going to have a community where I've impacted a million people. Now, coming from that place, it's like, oh, well, there probably will be a book. I'll probably be speaking from some pretty large stages. And I'll, I, it just started to inform what I'm creating. And so for you, let's go something. So maybe you're like, Zach, I'm, I don't, I'm not a business owner. I'm, an, I, I'm a leader in a company at 300 employees or 1,000 employees or 30 employees. Okay, what type of leader do you want to be? If you want to be the best, do you see yourself as like C-level? Like a C-level executive, like leading a business in some capacity at the highest level? Then if you're to be the best, I don't know. Have you studied what other C-level individuals do? What roles they take on? What does their resume look like? What have they done? What are they doing? Do they sit on boards? Oh, they do. Maybe you could pursue that, like start to participate in a board or an association, or are you serving a greater community? If you want to be the best, if you make that a place to come from, let that inform your behavior. Because if you don't have that, you're just busy. You're just busy and you're, I'm sorry, but that's when we tend to fall into resentment and we start complaining. Oh, I just don't have time. I'm so busy. I wish I could, I'd like to take this class. I'd like to get more development. Nobody's developing me and I'm just so busy. No, it's on you. You need to be the best. Don't wait for somebody to promote you. Okay, today you're the best. Congratulations. No, be the best. Do the things that the best do. Sign up for the things that the best do. Invest in yourself like the best do. I've invested, I added it up. I've invested $150,000 in myself. Not for my job, not my for my career, for me. $150,000, probably it's more, but I, that was what I could calculate just on the back of my hand. That's a lot of money, y'all. Like that's called committed to being the best. And I'm not bragging on, don't hear that. Please don't. So there's the humility coming in. I just know that's what I am. That's what I'm being. And so I look out there and I hear all the best. And I hear who they're working with. I'm like, okay, game on. I got to do that too. And I got a daughter, Sophie. She's in singing. She loves musicals. She wants, to, or she has a dream. She wants to be a rock star someday. And okay. And so that's the conversations we're having. Okay. If you're going to be that, the best. So we need a, we're working with a vocal coach. She's got a vocal coach. She's eight years old. 
And don't if you hear me as like some I'm pushing her. She loves it. Absolutely loves it. She gets back in the car after seeing her coach and she's as giddy as she can be. She's always grabs my iPhone. She pulls up Spotify and we're listening to Mama Mia the whole way home. So she loves it. And so being the best doesn't have to be this like grind. You shouldn't have to do a bunch of stuff you don't want to do to be the best. Like being the best is like falling in love with your work. So I'm rambling a little bit. I love this stuff. And I want you to play full out and be in this bigger arena because you you want to. I know you do. We all do. Some of us don't realize we do. The world tells us that, oh, you know, don't be too big. You might offend some people. You probably will. But who cares? Who cares? Be the best. Because there's a lot of other people waiting on you to be the best. They maybe even already see you as the best. It's time that you start seeing yourself as that. And I'm saying that to myself as well, y'all. Get a bigger vision for yourself because it's who you really are. You really are the best. You really are the greatest. Start seeing yourself as that. Make that a place to come from and then allow that to inform the specificity of your vision. What does it really look like? What are you doing as the best? What do the best do? And then it starts to inform the actions that you take. And you know what? It doesn't happen. The outcome doesn't happen overnight, but the transformation happens immediately because when you're being the best, it just informs what you're doing in this moment. It's just a question of, I am the best and I have an hour block of time right now. What would the best leader do in this hour? If I was the best, would I be in my email or would I leave my office and go talk to some people and ask them what they're what they desire to do more of less of in the business. How do I make sure I'm getting the best out of my people? The best would probably be doing that, not doing email right now. What would the best be doing in this hour? You can apply that question to anything. What would the best be doing right now? And last thing I'm going to say, don't beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself up. I got bucked off a horse a lot. I was riding Bronx in the rodeo. Like I, I hit the ground hundreds of times for two years. I broke my hand, ankle, collarbone before I even stayed on a horse for eight seconds, y'all. So yeah, the important thing is you just get back on the horse. You get back on the horse. Oh, that wasn't the best. I was not being the best in that moment. You have right now to get back on the horse. So that no beating yourself up. That diminishes who you are. That sucks the energy and life out of you. It's not useful. Don't do it. Okay, so if this lit a spark for you in any way, then you and I need to be staying in conversation. You need to subscribe to this podcast because this is how I want to play and I want to continue to help you put yourself into bigger arenas. So if that's what you want for your life and your business, join my newsletter because I'm sharing stuff with my newsletter community that I don't share online and I'm going to be doing some big things this year. really want to build this community because what I'm learning is those that desire to be the best and be the greatest and play a big game and put themselves in bigger arenas they have people all around them. Like they're not necessarily alone, but they feel lonely because most people don't understand them. And so I want to build a community where, yeah, we're surrounded by people that are playing the game that we're playing and that changes things. So if you are excited about that, join my newsletter. You can go to ZachAaron.com. You can, my name's spelled Z-A-C-H-A-R-E-N-D.com. ZachAaron.com forward slash join. Sign up for my newsletter. And I'll show up in your inbox once or twice, three times a month. You can subscribe at any time, but this is the best way to stay in touch with me. And it's where I share some of my newest ideas and what I'm working on with clients. It's more of the exclusive down low on things. So go check that out and also subscribe to this podcast. 
I'm going to continue to show up here and just share my best ideas, stuff that I've worked through and I want to get out there so that it can help you in your business and in your life and in your leadership. Because I'm all about creating a world where people are in power, in power, being powerful, being who they truly are. I'm so tired of the victimhood culture that is just all around us. It's becoming an admired way of being and I'm done with it. Like it's we're not that. You're not that. And you know it. And so it's okay. It's okay to put yourself in a bigger game, a bigger arena. It's okay to want more because I know that when you get what you want, so many people are going to benefit from that. Give us everything you got. All right. That's it. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you really enjoyed this podcast episode. And most importantly, I hope you took away some practical things that you can start to do and apply in your own life and business. If you're looking for even more powerful insights towards discovering your resonant creative leadership, then you're gonna wanna subscribe to my newsletter where two to three times each month, I share what's going on in my world, what I'm working on with my clients. And it's the best way to get inside my head and hear about what I'm up to. If you're looking to play a bigger game in your life and business, then you're on this list. So if that's you, go to www.zacharon.com forward slash newsletter to sign up now. That's www.zacharend.com forward slash newsletter. Thanks for listening.